Hello and welcome to C3 City Light Podcast. You'll find us here in Raleigh until all are awakened to the light and love of Jesus. We hope that you find this message encouraging. For more information, check us out at C3CityLight.com or on social media at C3 City Light. Merry Christmas, and I hope that you have a happy new year as well. Today's podcast is a part of our C3 City Light at home. It's also available on our website or YouTube. You know, this talk concludes our series we've been doing, Our Message is Jesus, where we've looked at how heaven revealed to humanity the solution for all of our problems. Wherever you're listening to this, I hope that your table and your hearts are full this Christmas season. Welcome to C3 City Light at home. Our hope and prayer that today that you're cozy, you're with your loved ones and your friends, and you're gathered around the table. We know that this is the first time we've done this as a church, but that it certainly won't be our last. You know, it's so easy in the holiday season to just wake up and go and run from one thing to the next thing. Today, our, inv- our prayer and hope is that we just press reset, press pause, and we look at all that God's done, and then look forward to what He's going to do in the future. So the way that we imagine this happening is that you're gathered around a table or you're all sitting on the couch with a coffee or a tea. You grab something to take notes with, whether it's your phone or a, a journal, and you just press in. Um, so as we gather together, um, let's see all that God has in store for us today. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you and your family. You know, one of the things I've noticed over this holiday season, we've had several things dropped off, delivered, and Amazon and whatever. And so we just noticed they ring the doorbell and let you know the package is there. And I... It's one of the, it's the craziest thing. I've seen, I've noticed my three-year-old get more excited about a doorbell getting rung than really Santa Claus. It's, it's the craziest thing. But I guess we're all kind of that way. You can look at a dog. When a dog hears a doorbell ring, they get excited and they perk up and they run to the door and start, start barking and yapping and all that. But there, even us as grown-ups, like, you know, we get excited when we hear a doorbell. There's something on the other side of that door that we're excited about. We're unsure of what, what could it be. The possibilities are unlimited. Like, what, what could be there? And you know, I think Christmas time is very similar to a doorbell getting rung. You know, you've got 400 years that we talked about in other parts of this series of silence. And between the Old Testament and the New Testament, you've got this intertestamental period of 400 years of silence. But here are these announcements from heaven, from Gabriel to Zachariah and Elizabeth, from Gabriel to Mary, from Gabriel to Joseph. And now we're seeing right here a host of angels talking to shepherds. And what it is, is like that doorbell. It's an announcement of heaven that something good is on the other side of this arrival, this little baby, Jesus. So today we're going to look at, in this last part of our series, our message is Jesus. We're going to focus in and we're looking at what heaven is announcing to these shepherds. So it almost seems like the story's building, like the announcement from heaven is building, where it was one angel to one person, one angel to one person. Now we're finally getting to the point where it's several angels speaking to several people that are shepherds. Like the announcement's building with anticipation that the Messiah, this newborn, this baby is coming and anticipation is building and heaven and earth are rejoicing and getting excited. And that's where we pick up at today. You know, the story of Christmas is the story of Jesus. The message that was told to each of these individuals was the message of Jesus. Yes, salvation was coming. Yes, the Messiah is coming. Yes, the redemption of the world is coming. Yes, the sacrifice of the world is coming. But he's coming in a way that looks nothing like what they were expecting. Here he is, helpless, small, 
What humility for a king to step down from his throne and come incarnation, come in the form of man as a newborn baby, as a small child, helpless, dependent upon people, dependent upon his mother and Joseph. So where we pick up today is in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. But that's what Christmas is all about. It's about the message that heaven was sharing. It's about the message, hey, my son is coming down to earth to meet you where you're at. He's leaving his throne. He's taking on the embodiment of humanity, coming as a baby. But it wasn't just about Jesus. It was, but it's about the message that comes with Jesus. And that message is real. First thing we see through the text, God's message is real. You know, in our first part of this series, we looked at how Gabriel, an angelic host, spoke to Zechariah. Okay, that makes sense. He's in the temple. He's doing his priestly duty. He's a priest. Okay, God speaks to priests. That makes sense. But it's not about that. It's not limited to holy and what's sacred and what's secular. It's not about that. What we see here, these angels found shepherds that were everyday people just like you and I, where they were at. Not inside of a temple, not inside of the tabernacle, right there living their life. Here's shepherds taking care of their sheep, taking, living their life taking care of their livelihood, doing their thing in heaven, makes the announcement, Son of God has come, here He is. And they meet Him where they're at. I'm telling you, I don't know where you're at today and what you're going through, but these guys were just like you and I. They had real problems. They needed real solutions. And Jesus is the real hope to all of humanity's problems. He's the solution. And we see that first thing here. The second thing that we see about God's message is that God's message is good. It's good. It's not about hate. It's not about this or that. It is good. You know, as the angel arrived, we see that the shepherd's response was fear. They kind of shrunk back and what is going on? And this is what we see in verse 10, what the, what the angel says. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you today is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Here's the good news, and here's what the good news is. A Savior is born. It's Christ. He is the Lord. 
You know, that sounds great. We all like good news. Here's the thing about good news. We can never fully appreciate how good the good news is until we understand how bad the bad news is. The way Paul says it in Romans 3, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The wages of sin is death. Sin, the problem of humanity. From the garden, sin came in. The original design of what God had planned changed. And now sin has brought separation, but that's okay because God had a plan. Here's this good news. Jesus, a Savior, today is born. And what we see, what sin tries to do through separation and condemnation and shame, oh, I can't approach God. That's right. We can approach God in our own works and our own good efforts. They're never adequate. But here today is a good news, a good announcement. The Savior has come. The solution has come. And yes, he's coming as a baby. Yes, he's coming as small and wrapped in swaddling clothes, right? Yes, all that's true. But he's going to live another 30-some years. He's going to live the life that you and I should live. He's blameless. He's perfect. He's sinless. What you and I could never do in our own works, he does it. And then he dies the death that you and I deserve to die. He did it in our place for us. He dies that death. And now he offers salvation to anyone who will place their faith and trust in him. So we see, yes, first off, this good news is real. It's for people like you and I. But the second thing we see, it is good. It's good. And that's the announcement that heaven was making this day. The third thing that we see from this message is that God's message requires a response. When the angel told them all of this, who was born and who he is, Christ, the Savior. Christ is the Lord. As they hear all of that, I love what they do. They responded. Verse 16, And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. They accepted what the angels told them. They just didn't shrink back because of fear and run away. They listened, they leaned in, they heard the solution to all of humanity's problem. They heard what was taking place and they responded in faith. I love that. And they went with haste. They didn't drag their feet. They didn't kind of like ho-hum, oh, maybe. No, they went with haste. They went with purpose. This thing they've been waiting for, these prophecies that they've been hearing all their lifetime, all these things they've heard from their grandparents and their great-grandparents, all these things that have been passed down. One day a Savior is going to come. One day the Messiah is going to come. He's going to be born. He's coming here. It's happening. All of those things, they received it with faith. And what do they do? Well, they went in haste and they found Mary and Joseph. You know, when we hear about the message of Christ and we hear about the gospel, when we hear about the good news, this message requires a response. And that response for you might be just to reject it. Now, nah, I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. That might be for you. You live your truth. I'm going to use lot. No, there's only one truth. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father unless by me. There's only one truth. But you know, one of the responses we could have is just to reject it. I don't believe it. I'm not sure. Okay, that's one response. Or another response is to receive it by faith. And these guys received this message of Jesus by faith that he was born, and they ran after it with haste. You know, a third response I've seen is no response at all. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll turn up for Christmas, or I'll turn up here, or I'll check out a message online, or I'll go with my parents to church here, or I'll... 
but we never really make a decision. We'll get familiar. We'll get familiar with the text. We'll get familiar with God. We'll hear some things. But personally, deep down in our core and who we are, we haven't responded. And I'm telling you that no response is a response. It's just a delayed rejection instead of an all out, I'm out. So we can either reject it, we can receive it, or we can just not respond, which is a response in and of itself. And so today I want to leave you with this Christmas message, the same message that was given to Zechariah, to Mary, to Joseph, and now we see to the shepherds. I want to give you this message. Hope has come. He came in the form of a tiny baby. His name is Jesus. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, I'm telling you, you can have where you're going to spend eternity at. You can have that eternal hope and practical hope for today completely resolved in your life by receiving what Jesus has done for you. I want to give you an opportunity now. I know we've been talking about Christmas and maybe you've been thinking about Christmas trees or what you're going to do for New Year's. I'm telling you, we can put all of that on hold. The only thing that matters today and right now in this moment is your response. Your response to the good news that God loved you so much that he gave his son for you, to ransom you, to connect with you, to have a relationship with you. So I want to give you an opportunity right where you're at to receive what God has done. So we're going to bow our heads and we're going to pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We thank you that you sent your son. We thank you for Christmas. We thank you for this upcoming New Year's Day, God, and all the change and all the new things that are going to come out of it in 2020. But right now, God, we ask you to everyone that's hearing this message that you would speak to their heart, Lord. Maybe in the past they've rejected your message. Maybe they've never come to a place of decision, whether they want to believe it or reject it. But today, Lord, I pray that through the power of your spirit, you would soften our hearts and you would help us to receive by faith all that you've done for us, that you've called us your children, you've called us your sons and daughters, that you love us so much that you gave your best of heaven. So today, God, we receive all that you've done for us through the cross. We repent of our sins. That is, we turn from what we're currently doing that you call wrong. And we receive this new life. God, we're awakened to what you've done through Jesus. We receive it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, there's going to be a link that you can click about taking the next step with Jesus. Our church wants to come alongside of you and help you. You don't have to figure this thing out by yourself. We've got people that want to walk step by step with you, being everything that Christ died for you to be. Giving is simply a response to all that God has done. It starts in our hearts, but it shows up all throughout our lives. For God so loved the world that Mm -hmm. he gave. God gave us the very best of heaven. Today, we have an opportunity to respond and to give. There are a couple ways to do that. You can text the number amount to 84321 or find us online at c3citylight.com. Okay, we'll take a second. We're going to pray over this. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you gave the very best of heaven. You sacrificed it for us so that we could know you. God, we take and in response of what you've done for us, and we, we take it in our hands, God, and we ask you to bless it, to multiply it, and to use it, Lord, for your glory. We thank you for this Sunday and for all that you're doing through See Through City Light. Amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this time, this message. We sure did. Enjoyed being with you. Um, 
We look forward to seeing you next Sunday at C3 City Light at 10 a.m. Have a great week. We hope that you have been inspired and encouraged by today's message. For more info or to connect with us, check us out at c3citylight.com.